0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts Josh Sanger and Neil Ramsdell. Hello, and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. That is Neil. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've got uh, we've got losers of the week. We've got the Blue Jays. We've got Justin Motherfucking Tucker. We've got the Steelers and the Giants and the fact that they still suck. Uh, we've got some serious matchups coming up this week in uh, the NFL. Biggest game of the year. You think so, eh? Biggest game of the year. Anyways, we're going to talk about that. And then Neil and Josh are facing each other this week in fantasy football.
1: You're going down, and Bobby. we're making a
0: little <laughs> bit of a wager on it. Um, and uh, just... Take in this moment before before Neil realizes that he's going to get the shit kicked out of him this week by my team. Um, should we get into our losers of the week? 100% we should. Loser. All right, Neil, do you want to start us off?
1: My loser of the week has been, you know, a candidate. I feel like this has been your loser of the year. He's a loser. You okay. know, for the last, stemming back to the postseason of the NBA. Um, We discussed and poked fun of this individual time and time again. His name is Benjamin Simmons. Good old Ben Benjamin. Of the Philadelphia 76ers, probably not for too long, the Philadelphia 76ers. The reason he is my loser of the week is clear. Ben Simmons openly stated he is not going to move forward with the Philadelphia 76ers, he is giving up on that team. He is basically saying, okay, enough's enough, I'm done with you, I don't care what the fines are, which have been excessive, $7,500 for every missed practice as a minimum, and he's losing $227,000 every game he misses. So, I mean, that's going to be an excessive, excessive amount of money that he is going to have to surrender, which, you know, if you had $227,000, you'd be very rich. If you're openly saying take that money from me, I don't give a flying fuck if you want me to play for you or not. I'm done with this franchise. I'm done with you. I want nothing to do with it. Um, I'd be happy to take that money, two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars per game. Ben Simmons. Hopefully, something gets resolved here sooner rather than later. But he is my loser
0: of the week for that reason alone. Former first round pick. Former first overall pick. First overall, yeah. First overall pick Ben Simmons. Um he's just basically saying trade me or I'm just going to sit out. He's it's saying
1: going, it's going to get worse before it gets better for this uh this relationship between the 76ers and Ben Simmons. It's not going to end pretty. Ben Simmons actually had multiple players and influential um individuals in the 76ers franchise try to fly out to him and try to you know, reconcile whatever differences he might have have had. That group included Joel Embiid. Yeah. And Ben Simmons put a halt to that. He said, no, 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 don't even bother coming. You're wasting your time. I'm not going to talk to you guys. And now it's gotten to the point where Ben Simmons is saying, maybe I can't play with Embiid anymore. You know, I'm tired of... This franchise being surrounded around Embiid and me having to play and match his style when, you know, that really hinders my style of play. Ben Simmons is doing this for Ben Simmons, you know, and, you know, for him to go this route, we've seen it done with players in the past. We've seen it work out for some players and we've seen it not work out for some players. I just truly think that if Ben Simmons wasn't my loser of the week and he was actually taking the high road in this, he'd be showing up for camp he'd be going about his business and showcasing the fact that he still got game last we saw Ben Simmons was terrible yeah this is he was big afraid talk. Of the,
0: he was afraid of the net this is big talk from someone who had one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen yeah for someone who can't shoot a three-pointer to save his life like this is this is big talk from from that kind of player yeah like if anything I think it would be the 76 ers trying to get rid of him but no, it's Ben Simmons coming out and saying, yeah. like after that playoff performance, you know how significant that that takes a toll on your trade value? Like you're not gonna get the same amount for for a Ben Simmons right now as you would have before that playoff performance. And so like, I don't know. I don't know what what kind of trade what a trade looks like for Ben Simmons. I, I've seen some rumors about the Raptors you know going after him in a potential trade. I don't want that to happen. I think they would have to give up way too much. Um, but this might segue into my loser of the week, which is Goran Dragic. Wow. The fact that he's uh, obviously... Loser week
1: again. Yeah. yeah. Multi- returning
0: multiple. Returning champion loser <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of the week. He's uh, uh, like, the, obviously, teams uh, have been doing their media days, and we've all seen it on Instagram, Twitter, what have you. And when I saw Dragic in a Raptors uniform doing his media day, I was like, "Oh my God, you're still on the team!" Mm-hmm. After all the shit you talked about the Raptors this this off season, and the fact that you're you have higher ambitions than the Raptors, this guy's not going to get a good reception when he comes when he shows up. Yeah, like this player openly came out and said he has higher ambitions than the Raptors. The only reason he's still on the Raptors. Is because no one obviously wanted to trade for him. He's probably had no inquiries about him. That's probably the only reason why he's still there. Yeah, we got him in the in the Lowry trade, but like that was a sign and trade anyways. I don't know. This How did Lowry look to
1: you in his new uniform? Oh man. What did you
0: The fact that the fact that he's come out and said that he's not looking forward to, to coming back to Toronto because He's going to get emotional. Like, yeah, the dude's going to he's he's come out and said that he's going to retire as a Raptor. Yeah. Right before he he retires, he's going to sign like a 10 day contract with the Raptors. Yeah. Like, this is his home. Toronto is his home. Like, he's he's a Philly boy born and raised. But like, he's he's come out and said Toronto is his home.
1: Well, Toronto put him on the map as well. We gave him a chance when he was in that time share with Jose Calderon all those years yeah, ago. Yeah.
0: But we're getting away from the fact that we're talking about a loser here. We're talking about a loser. We're not talking about a, we're talking about Goran, the greatest Raptor of all time. We're talking about the will go down in history, slimy bastard. As yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not I looking forward Goran, to seeing. I think
1: Drajic is gonna have a great year as a Raptor. I think I really do. You know, I think he's turned a corner. You really do. I think he's starting to buy into this team. You know, a lot of you know, he's spent his entire career in Miami. You know, going from know. sunny Miami to a cold, blizzardy winter where they play basketball in Toronto. It's tough. It's tough going from, you know, something that you've known your entire life to something that you don't really know much about. I mean, that's the
0: business, though. That's yeah. that's the business side of, of sports is that it can happen at any time.
1: Yeah. Maybe I yeah. just didn't understand that. All right. Shall we move on to some baseball talk and... <laughs> Let's move on to holy. Is crap. there anything going on in the in MLB right now? I, um,
0: no. Do I you think know there's anything just, going on? I don't. I don't think. I oh oh. I totally forgot the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, they've got some games left in the in the regular season. Oh yeah. They've uh, yeah, four games left. They are a game back of the wild card spot, but they are a half game back of the Seattle Mariners, who are also vying for that wildcard spot. So Race there, got
1: even tighter, man.
0: There are yeah, tighter than Robbie Ray's pants. Robbie Ray is wearing spandex now just for just for context knowledge. reasons. Uh there are four teams, because I think we can at this point we can count out the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. After last night they lost to the Mariners. There are four teams vying for two wildcard spots. And it's it's gonna come right down to the wire here. The Jays are playing the Yankees. They have a chance to split the series, or sorry, they have a chance to win the series tonight against the Yankees. That's going to be a big game. 30,000 people allowed at Rogers Center. Everyone's going to be tuned into that one as well. And then we got the Jays playing the Baltimore Orioles, who are already obviously eliminated, had a terrible year, but they're still putting up wins. They're still, like, they beat the Red Sox the other night. So they're, that's not a given. Like, that series is not a given. If the Jays won any chance of, of making the postseason, it's not really in their hands anymore. They lost that first game against the Yankees in that series, which kind of took the, the power out of their hands. So not only do they have to win every game going forward, but other teams have to lose games. Mm-hmm. That's the difficult part.
1: Yeah, we're now relying on the Baltimore Orioles.
0: We're relying... The worst
1: team in the league to take down... You know, we, uh, this. that being said, we, we do have an upcoming series against them to finish off the season. Yeah. Every game is a must-win for the Blue Jays here. You know, you, you need to not worry about what every other team is doing. Just worry about what you're doing. The last mm-hmm. four games, you have to win all of them. You have to. And there's no reason that the Blue Jays can't win the last four games here. You know, This one's going to be a tough one tonight, though. It's yeah, going to be very tough. We're against Corey Kluber, you know, the
0: starting pitcher. we got pitcher. Robbie Ray. Oh, we no. got Robbie
1: Ray. So the matchup, the starting lineup is in our favor for tonight's game. I just think, you know, like the offense needs to really come out strong like they did last night and put up some runs early against Corey Kluber because I don't think he's he's coming back from a major injury this year. You know, like he's, he's still Corey Kluber, the AL Cy Young winner for so many years. He's going like, up against the current
0: – Cy Young winner of this year. so I see what you did there. Yeah, exactly. Nice transition there. there. Um, I I feel good when Robbie Ray is on the mound. I feel confident. Um, As soon as the bullpen comes out, though, that's when my confidence goes down significantly. Uh, But Romano last night, pitch lights out. The Markham boy. The boy from Markham. I love watching him on the mound because he's like the most relaxed guy you can see out there. He's got the entire crowd on its feet. And he's just like rolling his neck around and like he's like he's got that, you know, porn star mustache on and he's like, all right, what do I got to pitch this guy to get him out? Like he's no like nothing faces him at all. That's what like if you see him on the mound, you're like, that guy's a badass.
1: Is that what you think? That's what I think. Have you got a little crush on Jordan Romano? I've
0: never heard someone talk. about. Have I slid into his DMs once or twice? Maybe, maybe. Maybe I wanna hang out with the guy. Call me call me Jordan. Who knows? He's in Toronto, <laughs> he's from Markham, he knows the city, I know the city. We can become best friends. I'm just saying. He's pitching
1: gas he's throwing gas right now and, and it's so crazy because he throws that that inning last night was so important to the season. Hundred um, percent. you know, the way he's been able to command his fastball, the way he's been able to, you know, lock down these games. It's been a revolving door. This entire season for this yeah. bullpen for Toronto and just having a guy at the back end. It was this twenty second save last night. Mm-hmm. It's really important to this team. If they have a chance at winning mm-hmm. these last four games and then going into the playoffs, yeah. I just want to talk quickly about two individuals who pretty much has have secured the win last night for us. For us, it's Marcus Semyon and Bo Bichette. Yep. Marcus Semyon is now forty fourth. Yeah, his forty fourth home run, yeah. the most ever for a second baseman, and let's let's not steer away from the fact that Marcus Simeon has been adamant saying he's still a shortstop, which yeah. is another reason why I think this is his final first and only season with the Blue Jays.
0: Oh, man, I don't. You can't say you that. You don't want you me gotta, to say that, but like he,
1: he hasn't said anything that's told us that so he's. Willing know, to return, he's,
0: but he's he's wanting to to work out that contract. He wants to get as much money as he can. He
1: has 44 home runs and 101 RBIs on the season. The Blue Jays have four players that have 100 or more RBIs this season, which is unheard of. Bo Bichette, when he hit that eighth inning home run last oh, night, Oh, my goodness, wow! To give the Blue Jays a six-five lead, the lead, yeah. I don't even know, man. Like he, that reminded me of my young teens like when i was in like like 13 14 years watching Derek jeter come up clutch time and time again bo bichette looks like that he looks like a young Derek jeter he looks like a young dustin pedroia he looks like a young
0: more hair though more hair more hair
1: you know these young studs who have been cornerstones for their teams who have been captains for their teams (laughs) that is what you need that is the dna you need For these individuals to come up clutch in these moments, whether defensively or offensively. And that is what we saw in the 8th inning yesterday. You almost knew he was going to hit a home run there. You almost knew, okay, this guy... Well, he was having a
0: killer night. He already had a home run going into that 8th inning. He already had a home run. But, like, in that 8th
1: inning, you know it was going to be either him or Vladdy to come up clutch. And Mm -hmm. he had his 28th home run of the season... And these, ki- these guys are still kids, man, 23 and 24 years old. Their best years are still yeah. ahead of them. I think, you know, if the Blue Jays are going to win these last four games, I would look for Bo Bichette and Marcus Semyon to, to, you know, be the leaders in, in driving
0: that home. 100%. And we do have Biggio back. He wasn't in the lineup last night, but he was potentially. Uh, he, was, he was getting ready at one point right before Bo Bichette hit that home run. Yeah. And then he stopped getting ready because obviously we were going to put him in as a pinch hitter. But they they stopped him from getting ready because we went into save mode as opposed to...
1: Who was he going to get ready and pinch hit for?
0: Whoever was after Bo, I guess. Tay Oscar? No, it wasn't Tay Oscar. It was going to be after Tay Oscar, I guess, because that would have been the one, two, three. Okay. Um, But I he was getting ready and like Buck Martinez was... Also, side note: Buck Martinez, get your fucking vaccine and get back to Toronto. Holy shit! Stop doing calls from Florida. Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, Buck Martinez was talking about uh, the fact that he was getting ready, and then he stopped getting ready. So had to th- had to throw in that little bit there. But uh, yeah, no. If I feel good about this lineup going forward for the last four games, I feel I feel like this game tonight is going to be close, and we cannot take for granted this last series against Baltimore. Because Baltimore is still a fighting team. They're fighting for a lot of pride right now. They're not really fighting for anything on paper. But um, the fact that that last series is against Baltimore should still be a scary sight. The lineup, the Blue Jays are
1: putting forth their best lineup they for to. tonight. Um, they have to. Uh, the lineup, they're going with Springer, number one, Samian, two, Vladdy, Bobichet, Teoscar, Corey Dickerson, Guriel. He's been
0: doing well. Dickerson's been doing well.
1: Alejandro Kirk, and then they have Espinal at third base to
0: finish off the lineup. That's, I think that's the best. That's the best lineup from this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you're going to get. Corey. Dickerson, Sorry, did you say
0: Biggio was in the lineup? No. Okay. Then
1: never mind. He is not. Why aren't, why aren't they putting him in the lineup? And then... He must not be 100% healthy. Big boy Robbie Ray is on the mound. Uh, Biggio. Yeah. I don't think he's fully healthy. He's no. also had like no, you know, time to rehab and get into some games before. or Maybe he has, but they're going with the team that has been in, you know, in sync the last like two months yeah. to get us into this position to, to have a chance. Let's not forget the blue
0: Jays were almost seven games out. Not so long ago. People so People were counting them out. People were like, the Jays need to be realistic about their, about their season this year. And yeah, throwing the towel i'm like ebbs and flows throughout the year yeah but i
1: mean like we're here we are right now and we're a game out of a playoff spot pending of the the red sox lose tonight and we're gonna be okay
0: yeah so don't just pay attention to the jays games for the for the next week for the rest of this week pay attention to the mariners games and the red sox games as well
1: because i don't
0: think there's any catching the yankees uh should we move on neil I'm ready. You want to talk some more uh, football this week? I I really, really do. Um, We had a record that was set this past weekend by a kicker. The kickers ruled this past weekend. Week three was the week of the kickers. It will forever go down as the week of the kickers. That motherfucker, Justin Tucker. That motherfucker. (laughs) I might just go change my fantasy name to that motherfucker, Justin Tucker. Yeah. Because that was, what was it, 66 yards? 66 yards. 66 yard field goal. That's most of the field, Neil. He kicked a 66 yard field goal.
1: I couldn't believe it. Like, to win the game, nonetheless. Like, to win the game and historic. That was historic. And, like, what's so ironic about this field goal is earlier in the day, Matt Prater who had previously held the record, I think is was, was at 63 yards, yeah. was the longest. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was like Janikowski at 61. This has just continuously gotten more and more ridiculous. You know how hard it is to kick a, a field goal from 40 yards out? Yeah. It is. In, and what's super ironic is during the 1 o'clock game schedule lineup, like right at halftime during that uh, period of games, Matt Prater in the Arizona-Jacksonville game attempted a 66-yarder and right. missed it. Okay. He missed it short. And 66 would have been, like, after that attempt, would have been the longest the field longest. goal yeah. of all time. <laughs> he missed it short. Sure enough, um, Agnew on the Jacksonville Jaguars ran it back 109 yards. Mm-hmm. This is a crazy fucking Sunday. Ran it yeah. back 109 yards for a touchdown, for a touchdown with yeah. no time left. With no before time. Before half. Yeah. So that went awfully. Like, that that could have went no way. Like, it was just a terrible idea. He didn't have enough leg for it. But no one ever expected them to run it back. If anyone was to attempt a kick like that and potentially make it, it would have been Matt Prater who held the record at 63. So, you know, three yeah. more yards. Scroll ahead to the end of the Baltimore game. Baltimore played horribly the entire game against what was known to be a terrible Detroit team Mm -hmm. this week. They they did not deserve to win this game. So what happens is Lamar Jackson was given 30 seconds left with no timeouts. He goes, (laughs) marches up the field. All he could muster was like 30 yards to get them to like the fifty yard line or the fifty one yard line. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, the game's over. They're not they gotta throw a Hill Mary or something. (laughs) And I fucking see Justin Tucker warming up on the sideline, ready to come in and kick. I was like, There's no fucking way this guy's gonna attempt a sixty six yarder. And I remember I remember seeing like on red zone earlier in the day that Justin Tucker was like pregame. He was nailing them from Mm sixty pregame. And just like casually nailing them, like with no effort. And I remember seeing a tweet saying, yo, there's no way that guy can do that in a game. Anyone can do that pre-game. Sure enough, Justin Tucker comes He's out. He's like, I got this, guys, hold my beer. With the Ravens down by two. No time left on the clock. And he dings it off the front part of the fucking he kicks it 66 yards mm-hmm. and dings it off the front part. And, and it, it skips backwards goes, through the uprights through, yeah. to win the game. And I've never seen anything like that. It was fucking crazy. I hate the Baltimore Ravens being a Steelers fan, but I appreciate great moments like this where, you know, probably the greatest kicker of all time, besides I think Adam. He, he just cemented that. Besides S- Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is, has done this in the playoffs to win Super Bowls. Justin Tucker is doing this during the regular season now. We'll see if he does it in the playoffs this year. But, um, holy fuck, 66 yards, week three. This is going to go down
0: forever in yeah, the record books. But... You're going to see this, this kick for a long time. Yeah. Uh, then another kick happened in the, the Sunday night game. Um, at the end of the game, they, they left, they left, uh, Aaron Rodgers with I think 47 seconds left on the clock with no timeout with no time I think he yeah he had no timeouts yeah yeah um, but you can't give Aaron Rodgers that much time of course he's going to march it down the field Mason Crosby comes in wins the game like it it was the week of kickers it was it was the week of kickers and Justin Tucker's field goal will go down as one of the greatest plays you're going to see that on every highlight reel for the next yeah.
1: five years. I mean, Baltimore did not deserve to win that game, but Justin Tucker is like, F- I got this, boys. He's like, I got this.
0: The, the rounds were on him that night. Uh, should we move on to two of the worst teams in the league? Do you want to talk a little bit about what happened to your team this week? Uh, what happened to my team? Yeah, The fact that everyone got injured in the same game. Is that what you want to talk about? Sure. Um we were up against we, we had a chance to go one and two mm-hmm. against the Atlanta Falcons. I believe you should've. we should have. We um, should have gone up. But um yeah, it, it took a while to get Saquon moving in this game. Uh the Giants running back and um, Daniel Jones just can't can't find a target, can't find a receiver to save his life. Um, there was no run game from Daniel Jones. We should have won this game. Um, but Evan Ingram was coming back from an injury, so it wasn't hundred percent. Sterling Shepard went down. Uh, we don't have Blake Martinez anymore. Blake Martinez his ACL, our, our star defender. Um, Nick Gates broke his leg, not in this game, but the game before. So mm-hmm. our star center is You're out. You're just really banged up. We're really banged up. Um And the Giants are now 0-3 to start the season. This game was close
1: all game long. And I'll tell you why I'm disappointed in the Giants in this game. You know, the Giants had, I think they were on the 48-yard line or 46-yard line in Falcons territory mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. And I think the score was like 9-8 or 8-7 or something like that. It was something really close like that. And... They opted to not go for it on fourth and one. They opted to kick the ball Sounds away. Sounds like the Giants, yeah. And for me, you're just like, fuck, like if you're 0 2 and you have every reason to go for it here, why are you kicking the ball away? Even if you give the ball up, you've just given up 30, 30 yards to this team, but like you're giving the ball to them anyways for a chance for them to come back and just <laughs> kick a game winning field goal after mm-hmm. they milk the clock. I just didn't
0: understand that. I'm, I, I, I want to see teams that are desperate show that they're desperate. Go for it. Go yeah. for it. There's, there yeah. was no reason for them not to go for it. And I'm just so sick of it, especially at the end of the game. Yeah, well, exactly what you're talking about. If you don't make it on third down, fucking go for it on fourth down. You're, yeah, you're an 0-2 team. Why not? What's, what's there to lose? Going down 0-3? Yeah, that's how we've started every season for the past, what, fucking five years? Five, six years? Yeah, I don't –
1: you know, and that kind of segues into what I wanted to talk about with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. You're saying you want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? I don't want to. I regret (laughs) – I'm regretfully having to talk about the Steelers right now. But, you know, that – me talking about going for it on fourth down, the Steelers did go for it on fourth down when they were down by two touchdowns with three minutes left. They went for it on fourth fourth and 11 or fourth and 10. They went for it. My only beef with why the fucking Steelers suck right now is Big Ben. Oh my he god, is, just sit him. He's 39. I don't like we'll Did get you, to we'll get to him in a sec, but the play calling. He is just so I don't know if it's the offensive coordinator Matt Canada or if it's actually Big Ben who's making these decisions. But on fourth and ten, when you're on the like you're you're basically at fourth and goal, you have to throw it into the end zone. And for four straight plays, they throw these fucked up screen passes to Najee Harris behind the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and that go for a loss. I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you throwing it that
0: way? When Najee you- Harris was their, their basically only productive receiver in that game, though. Najee Harris had 19 targets. Like, targets. Right? Yeah. 19. That's insane.
1: Most ever by running. That's back. insane. And <laughs> Ben Big Ben can only throw it four yards. He can't throw it more than four yards. His arm is so fucking weak right now at thirty nine. How he's, many
0: surgeries has he had on that arm? He's
1: lost it. He's they, like the this team will not be able to win with Big Ben this year. I it hurts me to say that being a, a Steelers fan. And what but he's uh, done for that organization. The way you know guys like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. <clears throat> the way these guys have been playing and aging it's been graceful the way big ben <laughs> is getting hit time after time again and still trying to be a hero and still try to make plays out of nothing it's not going to work at this point i feel like you know they could go 1 and 5 1 and 6 which they probably will considering their their next couple games ahead and this is a team that
0: went 11 and 0 to start the season last season
1: yeah they also went like 8 now yeah, like one and nine to yeah, finish the season, yeah. but they're just way too inconsistent right now. The injuries are starting <laughs> to pile up with Deontay Deontay Johnson, T.J. Watt, um, Juju. Like th- th- it's only a matter of time until Najee starts to break down because he's getting force fed and getting destroyed yeah. on every play. Hundred <sighs> percent. For me, you got to bring in a mobile quarterback. You got to bring in someone who changes the the, the outlook of this team.
0: Did you see the video of um, Ben Roethlisberger falling down on that on that one play? Fell down like a sack of potatoes. No, it's it's <laughs> it's like it's like someone trying to play football for the first time, where he gets he gets the snap, he starts running, and as he's throwing it, he falls down, trips over his own feet. I need to send you this video. You haven't seen this video. No. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, but like he. The velocity of how hard he falls down by tripping over his own feet. Velocity. It's just... It
1: might be time for Dwayne Haskins. I'm
0: just going to put that out there. It is never time for Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins time and It is not. It's never. Do you think they're going to make that decision at some point this year? I think they might have to. You know, out of
1: respect for what Big Ben has done for this franchise, it might be best served that they, they go one in fucking 16, you know? Like... That they get the first overall pick and draft a quarterback. Yeah. You know, why not? Just take a year off.
0: The Giants are going to beat you to that number one pick. I can, I, there's no doubting that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to beat you. It's going to be the Giants and the Jets right up there. Uh, should we talk about uh, what you said, the greatest matchup of, of this year? I think it's on paper. It's the most talked
1: about. It is the most hyped the one that everyone's been circling on their calendars all year. I've been looking forward to it. I don't know, like Tom Brady coming back to Fox be, being a Steelers fan, man. Like I, I fucking hated the Patriots because they won every single year. Let's be honest; they were either in the finals or they either won every, every single, year single year for the year. last decade. Yeah, and now the they didn't face off last year, but this year, after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last year. It forced Bill Belgic to go out and spend the most money ever spent by a franchise in offseason history this past offseason to get that franchise back to the playoffs, to make them relevant enough to beat Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Here we are coming up this Sunday in the evening slot. Bill Sunday Belich night football.
0: Has that opportunity.
1: Billy B to against Tom, Tom Tommy B. I don't I don't know. There's now talks coming out that apparently when Tom was going through his farewells, that Bill Belichick refused to meet up with Tom Brady to give his farewell before he left. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick has come on record to say that, no, that is a false statement. It's not true. It's all about he said, she said now. What do you think is going to happen here? What do you think about this entire story about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady?
0: Um, I, I, <laughs> I, I think... I don't know. It, we're, we're obviously going to see a lot of rumors coming out about this situation. I don't think Bill Belichick would have been the person to to say no, Tom Brady. I don't want to say goodbye to you. Don't don't fly out here. Don't come meet me. Um, which is the which is the rumor that's out right now. Um, and I, I don't think because this game is going to be played in New England, in the Boston area. Like I don't think he, Tom Brady, is going to get a bad reception. I don't think he's going to get booed. And if he does get booed, that just goes to show how stupid the Boston fans are. Yeah. um, Which I could talk about for days. Um, No, he's done so much for that franchise. He's the reason that franchise is is even still in talks right now about, you know, playoff contention or Super Bowl contention. This team on paper, this Patriots team on paper, is not a good team. But the reason they're still relevant is, is because they have been relevant for the past, like you said, decade. They've won Super Bowl and Super Bowl and Super Bowl. They've been in the finals. They've been in almost every Super Bowl for the past ten years. Yeah. So I, if they were to give him a bad reception, that would that would that would very much shock me, and I think it would shock the world. I think he's going to get received really well um, in terms of the result of the game. I think it's it's fair to say. Tampa Bay is going to win this game. Um, I think it, it's going to turn into a defensive battle. But I think Tom Brady's going to want to throw as many touchdowns as he possibly can in this game.
1: I, I think this is the biggest revenge game of all time. 100%.
0: Of all time. and a- Especially if he gets that bad reception. If he gets that bad reception, if Tom Brady walks out there and gets a bad reception from this crowd, oh my God. I feel sorry for that Patriots defense. Tom Brady being
1: back at Foxborough. This is, it's a very interesting game. I We're going to be glued to this game regardless of where we are. You know, Tom Brady in 2017, he said to those close to him, you know, he didn't want to play for Bill anymore. You know, he was curious that, to find another way to see if there was another way of winning. He'd won for so many years with Bill. Um, You know, like he he's under the tutelage of Bill and, and the mastermind and his play calling. I, I just don't, I don't see why he would want to continue playing for there. Now there's talks about Brady's trainer earlier, earlier this week coming out, Alex Guerrero saying that Tom Brady, while he was with the Patriots, you know going into his 30s and 40s bill still had the mentality and still had the emotions and feelings of when tom was in his early 20s it never actually matured with age it never evolved with age and tom was still being treated like this little 20-year-old like 20-year-old boy, yeah. boy even in his late 30s and you know as tom got into his 30s and 40s you know obviously his his mindset changed his frame of mind his maturity his Emotions—they all change over time, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't blame Tom Brady for not wanting to to work with someone who's treating you this way, who's still treating you like the young boy, hundred percent, when you used to be. After even after winning, yeah, winning so Super many Bowls. fucking Super Bowls. So, I think you know, having Tom Brady go back to Foxborough and have a chance to kind of show up the guy that he is so, you know, supposedly being treated like yeah. this for the last part of his career with the the Patriots, I think he's going to... We're going to see the best version of Tom Brady here. We're going to see the best version of the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers,
0: who are the second-best team in the league. Do you think we're going to see a lot of going for it on fourth downs in this game?
1: You're going to see them go even in, on their own 12-yard line. <laughs> they might <laughs> go for go it on fourth. fourth down. I don't even think they're going to reach a fourth down. No. I think they're only going to have first and second downs, and it's just going to be... Boat racing. I think it might be 35-0. You don't think this is going to be defensive at all? I think it'll be 35 nothing at halftime. I think it's going to be just a complete drubbing. I think wow. either that or, you know, at some point, Belichick just says, okay, guys, a million dollars for anyone who takes out his knees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening too. I right? Can see that like
1: happening. he might look over at at one of his, off, his defensive front guys and says, hey, if you can get to the quarterback, take out his knees, I'll give you a
0: million dollars. Yeah, I can see that. Either that or Bill Belichick runs onto the field himself. <laughs> and tackles Stone cold rating. stunners him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, this. I'm very excited for this game. And they, the NFL schedule makers knew exactly what they were doing with putting this game in this time slot so that everyone can watch this game. Everyone is going to be watching this game. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, should we talk about our matchup this week? we should. We are uh, Neil and I are up against each other this week in fantasy football. Um, My team is significantly better than his. And uh, I'm going to tell you why. Because my starting quarterback...
1: I'm going to let you talk your shit first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We'll get into
0: it. Give me like the next half an hour. Um, So it's a two QB league. And so I have Aaron Rodgers as my starter. I picked up Jacoby Brissett. And a lot of people will shake their heads at that. But... If you look at, like, Jacoby Brissett last week, he's only rostered in 3% of leagues. But he was, he looked good last week. He only had 215 passing yards, but he looked good. And he's going to have Will Fuller healthy. He's going to have Devontae Parker. Um, he's going to have Miles Gaskin in the passing game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Kosicki, who I also picked up as my tight end for this week, had. Bring up let me bring it up here. Had 12 targets. Mike Gasicki, the tight end, had 12 targets. And I saw that and I was just like, okay, if Mike Gasicki is gonna get 12 targets, I need him on my team. So you've paired the two. <clears throat> I paired the two, yes. Um, as my starting wide receiver, one of my three, I've got Justin Jefferson. Um, no further comment. Um Cortland Sutton, uh the wide receiver from Denver Broncos. I've got Tyler Boyd. I haven't decided if I'm going to be starting Tyler Boyd or Kenny Galladay. Tyler Boyd's playing tonight. Um, T. Higgins is out, which means Tyler Boyd's going to get more targets. And I think um, Joe Burrow is playing this game against Trevor Lawrence, and it's a rematch of the national championship from a couple years ago. So I think he's going to want to play at his best, and I think he's going to want to throw the ball a lot more. So I think I might play Tyler Boyd over Kenny Galladay, even though I'm a Giants fan. Uh, my two running backs are Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley because they're the best running backs in the game right now. Mike Kosicki, I already talked about, is my tight end. And uh, I know we're not doing fantasy pickups of the week this week, but I picked up Chuba Hubbard, the backup running back on With the Carolina With your number Panthers. one waiver priority. With my number one waiver priority. He's a good old Canadian boy. He's backing up uh, the injured Christian McCaffrey this week. Carolina's run game is so strong. Um, with Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but they've got so many run plays. They're going to continue to do those run plays, and Chuba Hubbard is going to go absolutely apeshit this week. I hope it works (laughs) out for you. You Oh, it will work out for me. I hope it does. It will, but I'm not finished, Neil. I've got Graham Gano as my kicker from the New York Giants, and I picked up the New Orleans defense because they're playing the Giants, and obviously they're going to have a good game. Um, so that is my team going up against Neil's team. Neil, I'll let you have the floor here.
1: I think it's super interesting <laughs> because you have two Giants players, and then you just picked up the New Orleans defense to go against the two Giants. And well, I don't, don't have Daniel Jones. You could quite possibly be starting Kenny Galladay for a grand total of three Giants to go up against your New Orleans defense, mm-hmm. who looked great last year or last week. Sorry, last they week they tormented great. Mac Jones and the uh, Patriots. Absolutely. That being said, I am starting Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Chris Carson, Joe Mixon, George Kittle, Kareem Hunt, Daniel Carlson, and Cincinnati defense.
0: You're going to get absolutely destroyed. Okay, that that team. Once you say them all together like that, sounds like a really good team. Oh, it is. But I'm playing the matchup, which is which is really what I need to start doing. And I I would suggest to everyone, especially this season, you need to play the matchups. Um, Look at who your players are up against. Look at who is injured on that team. Um, Look at how good those defenses are, and pick up your like stream your defenses. I, if I've, I if I can give any sort of advice this season, it's stream your defenses. Do not hang on to one single defense for an entire year.
1: Yeah, all matchups are different,
0: right? Every like, single matchup is different. You're obviously not going to play... Exploit those matchups. Yeah, the Pittsburgh defense, who I, I drafted this year, um, I, I already dropped because yeah. they've... They've got injuries. They've got injuries. TJ Watt is injured, and he was one of the main reasons why I wanted Pittsburgh defense. Um, but I'm not going to start the Pittsburgh defense against, like, Tampa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not—that's just—you have to play your matchups.
1: Yeah, right now, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Kansas City, all available on our waiver wire. It's it's how the season goes, right? Like, if you're a smart fantasy manager, you're not going to be playing the same defense week in, week out. you mm-hmm. you got to take advantage of these matchups. Like you said, it's going to be a close matchup between us regardless— you know these players have good weeks, they have bad weeks, they have great weeks, so good luck to you. We have a little small wager going too.
0: I don't bit. need luck, but thank you. That's very kind of you to so. say.
1: The 0-3 team led by Josh against the 1-2. <laughs>
0: against the 1-2. We're one talking and two. a big game here. And we're, we're the basements. You know, we're in the basement. basement we both need a win. So Oh boy, do we ever. Uh, that's going to wrap up our show today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast.